everyone. Welcome to Challenge Yourself, Obstacles to Opportunities. We are here again. My name is McKenna. I'm Greg. And we are a married couple who is going to be sitting here carrying on a conversation. It might be one-sided one time or another. Um, you know, you never know what you're going to get with us. We're going to be talking about some deep stuff. We're going to talk about light stuff. We might be throwing in movie quotes. Usually. But regard usually that's our life. Uh, but the biggest thing is, is that we're just going to be us, and we're going to share our perspectives on how we have been able to turn obstacles into incredible opportunities in our life, and to empower you that we can reframe life challenges, and be able to find the silver linings, and to be able to still wake up every single day and go all in, whatever your all in is that day, and you know our lives have been up and down. We've been married 13 years and we've had many challenges, but we're still we're still here, we're still fighting. Plugging away. Plugging away, but I think, you know, it's made us so much stronger. Like I I've told you I think a lot in the past year that I have fallen in love with you more every single day since we've been married. Like I love you more now than I did the day I married you. And ditto. Oh my god. Kidding. Man of many words. I love you more, of course. But I think but it's... we've grown closer together. We've gone through more yeah. challenges, which has allowed us to grow more as individuals and as a couple and as a family, obviously, with two daughters and a scene stealer um, that has come into our life. But all of those things put together has it allows you to grow. It's again, it goes back to our perspective conversation of it. You can grow if you're choosing to grow. You can be closed up and not go anywhere if you choose to be closed up and not go anywhere. So perspective, I think, is going to be the key to most of our conversations. Right. Um, and let's talk about the elephant in the room, not the dog in the room, even though she's so damn cute. We're going to talk about the elephant in the room, about how my life changed, but it also changed our lives uh, in 2015. And, you know, I, we've had many conversations, but I think this is an opportunity for us to be able to just be really open and honest uh, about our journey of me losing all my hair. So just to give a quick background, uh, May 2015, we gave birth to our youngest, Maddox, uh, and she was uh, via C-section, cute little thing. Uh, But, you know, it puts a lot of stress onto the body. And I remember in August, August 1 in the state of Ohio, volleyball starts, school was starting, your season was starting, being a mom of two now, having my hormones change. I noticed that as I was teaching, my shoulders were substantially covered with hair. And I thought it was just normal postpartum hair shed, what I went through with Carson, but it was extensive. And so I went to a dermatologist and dermatologist said, you might have something called alopecia and you could lose all your hair. Sweet. You know, that's right. That's exactly what every woman ever wants to hear in their life. Hey, you could lose all your hair. Awesome. That's exactly what I want to happen to me. I laughed it off after I cried because I'm thinking there is no way in hell I'm going to lose all my hair. Like I have so much of it. (coughs) When you met me, describe my hair. Um, A lot. Very full, (laughs) very thick. Once we got married and we're living together, always clogging the shower. 
Um, it was, yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> the funny thing, I guess, kind of funny if you look at, it used to be a burden to have that much hair. Like it, it, the negatives outweighed the positives. I mean, you had beautiful hair, so you can style it. I mean, is that the positive? But it gets all over everything. It was in my car. It was in your car. It was in the shower. It was, I mean, you had yeah. a lot of hair and it, not that you lost it all the time, but yeah. Yeah. Like I would schedule my life around the hair. You remember that? Like I would say, okay, tonight I'm going to wash my hair, which means that it takes me a while to blow dry. And I, it would dictate if I could work out in the morning because then I would have to redo my hair. And it was just an ongoing thing my entire life. Well, so I subconsciously identified with my hair. Like people have always known me since I was five because of my hair. It was thick. It was beautiful. It was wavy. I finally learned how to get the nice loose beach wave curls into it. Um, and the doctor had given me some topical creams to try and slow it down to see if it would help out to, you know, if it was not alopecia. We take family pictures November 1st. Uh, and little did I know that that'd be our last picture ever with me having hair. It's not up here. Don't, don't start yeah. looking. It's, yeah, there's, it's actually, well, on the there's other. one from the photo oh, shoot. Yeah, I guess there's one up there. Um, so you're gonna have to look at the video to see that picture, but by the end of the week, I'm standing in the shower with my hands full of hair. It came out in clumps and I feel like I... I can only remember bits and pieces from those three weeks because within three weeks, 90% of my hair was gone. I remember crying a lot. I remember standing and feeling like I was going through chemotherapy. And I don't tell many people this, but, you know, there was no reason. There was no cause. And, you know, oh, it could be alopecia, but there's no cause for alopecia. It is an autoimmune disease that attacks your hair follicles and causes it to fall out. That's it. There isn't a specific cause. It could be genetic. It could be stress. It could be hormones. It could be various autoimmune, but especially coming, you know, with you, like I want an answer. Yeah. hundred percent. Always. And there was no answer. There was no specific answer of why. And as human beings, we want to know why, and we're going to do whatever we can to figure out why, but there was no answer. I went to a dermatologist. I got, I was able to go up to university of Michigan to get a second opinion, and that was the worst experience of our life. Like, I remember I was so excited. I got a call from the insurance that insurance had covered or saying that we can go up to Michigan, and I remember leaving my class, got the phone call, and I started crying in the hallway because I felt it was a glimpse of hope. Mm -hmm. It was saying, this is going, they're going to fix all of my problems. My hair is going to come back, and life's going to be amazing. Because we're going to go to a real hospital. We're going to go to a real medical hospital. Medical center. Yeah, a medical center. And University of Michigan is a well-known hospital, and it's only 35 minutes north from us. And I can still close my eyes and imagine walking into that building. It was old. It was cold, both physically and psychologically and mm -hmm. emotionally. And when we got to see a doctor, basically they said, there's nothing we can do. We could put you on a medication, but it could cause liver failure. And I was looking forward to positive news and then going and spending the day with my husband in Ann Arbor. <laughs> and I was just hysterically crying. Yeah, because we didn't get any positive step. And it was just kind of a second opinion of the same thing. Yeah. We don't really know. We don't know. And I was devastated. And I, I, I don't know how you felt because it was me. Like, I... 
I re- was reacting in a way that I felt like I had died. I, I didn't know how I was still going to go on. I remember standing in the bathroom one day and just thinking, are you still going to love me? Because Signed up for the full package. I was there. Well, And you didn't know that. I I didn't know that. I mean, we all take our vows. We all say through sickness and health. But is that really going to happen? And I was so concerned. And, you know, if, I mean, everyone's seen a picture of Greg. He doesn't have hair either. I mean, he's got more hair than I do. But he said, McKenna, it's just hair. And I was so pissed at you. I had to defend myself. You had to defend yourself because I was so pissed. I'm like, this, because you, I didn't feel like you understood. Correct. And I don't think you did. I don't think you understood. I didn't understand. From with that the is perspective a, of. I 100% agree. It doesn't matter. But I was in a different mindset. What matters was deep within you as a person, you as a being, you as a spirit, a soul is the important piece. That wasn't changing at all. The outer shell, whatever that looks like, whatever happens to it doesn't impact, it shouldn't impact your inner person. It was impacting you. And it took how many years before you didn't have it impact you? Yeah. Right? I mean, because it was actually impacting who you were as a person. Yeah. And once you realized, either realized or or decided, it's not going to impact me inside, I'm going to be me. I'm going to be the beautiful person that I've always been, that I've grown up to become, regardless of what I look like. But being a female, that majority, you know, that we have this mindset that we don't have that self-love. We don't look in the mirror and say, oh, I am beauty. But could you? No. At that time, no. But could you? I could absolutely, but, but it's were, a lie. But could you have been brought up saying that? Could you have could you have believed that from the start, from day one? I'm happy with myself. Period. I'm I'm happy with I myself. I can't answer that question because I don't know. Well, and that's the thing. Could so, it be possible? So it absolutely could, anything's possible. Right? But and that's so what I hope for pers- our girls. I would go again the perspective debate. If your perspective is I'm gonna see more of a negative side versus a positive side, an optimist versus a negative a pessimist. I tend to be way more optimistic. I'll see the lighter side of things, sometimes to a fault in your eyes Mm -hmm. or oftentimes, but that I think that is the biggest thing is to your core, what are you? Is it going to be a, oh no, it's attacking me or is it going to be a, here's an opportunity, here's something. Right? Do you see that Kelly just came over to me because she knows I'm being attacked right now? No, she knows you need to comfort a dog and pet a dog. <laughs> I know, I know. But that's the thing is that I was in such a different mindset. I was at my lowest of my life because mm-hmm. I couldn't see that perspective because I didn't have that perspective of optimism that, oh, you know, and that, and I'm going to bring up a very, very touchy subject, but I prayed every night that I would wake up, either my head was full of hair again, or I could be a badass like G.I. Jane and shave my head. Mm-hmm. which is a very touchy subject, obviously with the Oscars that went on over a year ago. People if people asked me or called me G.I. Jane when I was in my dark days, I would have crumbled. I would have crumbled. Right. And that's what we need to understand is we don't know where people are on their journey. 
But if people say, you remind me of G.I. Jane right now, I'd be like, let's go. Like, right? You consider it a me. badass. That's a positive yes. reinforcement. But we have to be able to but take- But you got to that point. I got to that you point. You weren't at that point. I was not at that point. And that's where but the that's what alopecia from. has done for me. Right. Is that it did define me. I didn't go to- I mean- when did you ever see me without a hat on or without something covering my head for the first year? Rarely even. You wouldn't go to bed without a hat on. Correct. Because I was so ashamed of my own appearance and my own reflection that I was ashamed of you looking at me. And it was the same thing, you know, when we would go up to the cottage, my mom would say, my kind of just take off your hat, like be comfortable. I couldn't because it was my, my comfort. It was my security blanket. Yep. And I needed it. And I appreciated you guys of allowing me to do my thing. Right. And so I went through every treatment possible. I, you know, met up with my mom, messaged her former student, Dr. Sarah Stearman, who said, I want to help her. I want to exhaust every possibility to see if I can help her. And she and her husband became a light in my life through Dermatology Associates. And we did. We exhausted every possibility. Now, nothing worked. You know, and I went to extreme of taking weekly steroid injections into my scalp for six months. But I was so desperate that I went to hell and back to do it. And then finally I said, okay, I'm done. Right. I'm done. Like I have to give my body a break. And that's when I realized that alopecia was defining me and I wasn't defining it. And so I think that that transition of deciding to stop and just focus on me living with alopecia started to help me to move it from an obstacle to an opportunity. Correct. It was a huge challenge. You continued challenging it mm-hmm. with, I'm going to fight it, I'm going to fight it, I'm going to fight it, I'm going to try all these different treatments. And those treatments were not easy by any stretch. So the injection thing, I mean, mentally, that it puts you in an even darker spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably not, but it... I mean, no. The pain-wise, it was no, it did because it was steroids, was working. which was adding weight to my body, which right. means I am gaining twenty pounds. I'm battling and dealing with depression. The insurance is not covering possible medications that could help. That's in clinical trials, right. and it was more of a mental thing than a physical. But the problem is that insurance was just seen as cosmetic, and it's more than cosmetic. It is a psychological and mental toll on people's lives. Right. Because it's different from society. And so what I've learned is that alopecia gave me my purpose. But it took me so long. And I think I told you this. I hope I've told you this. But I've talked about it a lot on different interviews. But it wasn't until probably a year ago that I looked in the mirror and I said, my husband loves me for me. So when you when I wanted to punch you in the face, yep, I apologize immediately. I realized that you really do love me, but the problem was I didn't love myself. I didn't love my reflection. I did that. It took me forty years and losing every hair on my body to discover that self love and right. to understand that my husband really does love me unconditionally. I mean, he hasn't left me yet, <laughs> but we're women. We think about these stupid things, but you really do love me. I meant I'm blessed. It. I know, I know. But we have to get out of our own damn way. Right. And we have to go through hell. We have to... Here's what I've learned. My grace period was a long time. So I'm a firm advocate that we have to cry. 
And, you know, my mom said, I don't know how you get up every day. I said, there's no other choice. Like, I still got up. I didn't miss a day of school, right. of work. I still showed up. I mean, I wasn't as present as a mom or as a wife or as a teacher as I should have been, but I was still showing up. And that, to me, was my all in. I was, you know, that was, I was doing what I needed to do. And it took me four years. I wore wigs and hats. I just wanted to blend in. I just, I didn't want people staring at me. I just want to be able to go to the grocery store and not be asked if I'm going through treatment. Well, and you wanted to be someone else. You wanted to be everyone else. Yeah. You wanted to be one of the masses. Yes. Instead of being McKenna. Yeah. Who you are becoming or who you became, who you were in the process of becoming, regardless of what it looks like. So people can identify you. Now people can identify you. Oh, trust me. But I mean, people who knew you could identify you before, but now people who don't know you Mm -hmm. can identify you. Yeah. And you're okay with that. I'm not just okay with it. I am fantastic with it. Right? I mean, you're rocking it. You're this. You're that. You're beautiful. You're... How many compliments do you get? Now it's like, wow, thanks. Yeah. I could have given you those compliments before and I did and you didn't hear them. You're my husband. I don't listen. Uh, You don't listen to me. I don't listen to you, right? What? What? Exactly. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? But the problem was is that I'd be at the grocery store and the amount of people that would come up to me and say, are you going through treatment? And I felt so attacked. I felt so embarrassed. But what I realized is that the people that were coming up to me were primarily women or husbands of women who have gone through, have beaten, or going through breast cancer. And it is those women, is those people that allow me to stand here or sit here so damn proud because they empowered me that if they can fight the good fight and they're badass, hmm. so can I. Yeah. Well, and it brings your badass from your core outward. Yeah. Been saying that for a while. I know. I know. But the thing is, is, you know, we have to go through that grace period. And the quicker we can go through that grace period, when we understand that we're weak, we that is when we're truly our strongest. Right. I'm a firm believer in that. That it's okay to cry. It's okay to not be okay. And my, I was not okay for a couple years. And then I started to just have fun with the wigs. And I so badly wanted just to walk out in public without a wig. But I was so scared of what other people thought. And this is a conversation I'm having, we're having with our daughters all the time. Stop worrying what other people thought. And so there's two things that happened for me. One, we were, at some sort of function, we get into the car with the family. I rip my wig off because if you've ever worn a wig, even if it was for Halloween, they're so uncomfortable. They're itchy. itchy. You've done it for itchy. Halloween. I, we may or may not have gone as Dog the Bounty Hunter and his wife for our first Halloween ever together, and Greg Maybe. had the best mullet ever. But anyways, it was good for costume. <laughs> we got to bust that picture out. <laughs> but Maddox, our youngest, was three years old. And she said, Mom... I can't wait to be an adult and take my hair off too. It took my breath away. Changed your perspective. Immediately. Like my three-year-old sees this as the coolest thing that when she gets to become an adult, she gets to take her hair off too at any time. And she can change it any colors. And I'm thinking that's how she sees it. And I see it as a way of me to hide. Yeah. And what am I teaching my daughters? I'm Now I'm showing them resilience by still showing up. But am I showing them how to accept their adversity and diversity that they're seeing in the world around them and how we support it and how we love one another and how we love ourselves? Regardless of appearance. Regardless of appearance. 
And I wanted to start the school year off bald. And I went to my team and I'm like, hey guys, I'm thinking about starting the school year off bald. What do you guys think? They're like, yes, finally. Again, I was in my own damn way. I wasn't worried what other people thought. I was worried about me. And so when I kept getting that reinforcement by others of understanding that we just have to be us, be you, but I wouldn't have been able to do it. And then I, I started the year off bald and I have never looked back. And I don't even like going out in public now with a hat on because I feel like I'm hiding and I don't want to hide because this is me and I love me. People ask if you could get anything back, would you want your hair back? I said, hell no. Hmm. Now, I maybe my eyelashes and nose hairs. Right. Functional hairs. Functional <laughs> Just those. That's it. I don't need leg hairs, armpit hairs, nothing. I just want nose hairs back. That's number one, then eyelashes. But this alopecia is shown me my life it has allowed me to learn what empathy is to be able to feel the energy of others and that my story is visible and to understand that everyone has a story everyone is going through something you just get to hide it right you get to walk around with a smile on your face and i get to walk around with a smile on my face and walk confidently to show other people and empower other people that if i'm standing tall so can they yep it's a powerful message too and you deliver it really well. I appreciate that. And that's empowered me to leave the classroom and make that transition. My life is better because of alopecia. And so when we find the silver linings, when I realize, oh, I don't have to shave anymore. Hell yeah, let's go. Like You don't have to plan your shampoo schedule. Correct. Drying schedule. Oh, don't have to worry about humidity and my hair and it frizzing out and throwing out or the rain. Like, shoot. We have to worry about cutting your hair. What yeah. are we using? A one? It's a mess. It's, it's a, a mess. mess all the time. It is. Like some people it's are like, wow, Greg's hair is getting really long. And it's about like five centimeters long. And we're like, oh my God. Yeah, we're finding Do something peach with fuzz that. and being. Oh my gosh. Cart Maddox will always say, Mom, you got peach fuzz. <laughs> and I'll play with it. Or I feel like wind through a hair on my leg. And I'm like, ooh, that feels nice. Like <laughs> I'm keeping that bad boy. Do you know where I have hair right now? This is where that was a really awkward question. <laughs> on my upper lip. Come on. If you're going to grow hair back, you might as well have <laughs> might a mustachio. Might as well get a stash. <laughs> I must stash you a question. Good Lord. <laughs> okay, we're starting to lose it. It is almost November. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, November. No. no, we're not doing the no-shave November in this household. He came back from, what, Ukraine? Well, you went on an athlete's... Athletes in action an tour. An action tour. Russia, and didn't Ukraine, shave for like three weeks. Back when we could cross the borders over there. Yeah. And Russia, and ago. it was... Not a sight. I said, walk straight to the bathroom and shave right now. But you love me for me. I do. I do. Um, but shave. Anyways, how I, you know, I want to leave with this. What is the biggest takeaway that you've had in our, in our journey of alopecia over the past eight years? I mean, the, the change, the, the change of purpose, seeing the challenge as an opportunity to, reframe everything mm -hmm. reframe life it's not just an opportunity it, it became life both living with it and then using it as a message to educate others to bring awareness for the 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 whole thing like it became all of our fundraising activities it mm -hmm. became a reason for so much mm -hmm. but namely it became you 
Yeah. Like it, you have alopecia period. You don't recover from having out. It's, it's a condition that's just there, but now it's not, I'm trying to hide the fact that I have alopecia. That is the number one thing that, I mean, has blown me away is your perspective on alopecia Mm -hmm. from woe is me. Oh my gosh. What am I going to do to correct this to now? Yeah, I can tell you all about it. What do you need to know? Yeah. What do you want to know? Oh, you're going through it. This is awesome. Well, what are you doing with it? What's right for you? Because everyone's different. Well, you just met a girl, what, a week ago Mm -hmm. who has it and is going through different treatments and you've done that journey. It's not for you. Yep. But if it's for them, great. That's their journey. Everyone's got a different path. And I think the one of the biggest things that I've learned is that you can't compare your journey. No. You cannot compare your journey. People come and say, oh, I mean, can I wish I was as strong as you? You don't know the hell I've been through. And that's why I am as vulnerable as possible about my, my journey. Because we cannot compare our mountains. The mountain that I've been given, I freaking love my mountain. And that everyone's mountain is going to be different. Some days it's going to be easier. Some days it's going to be tougher. But when you compare your mountain to my mountain then you're never going to climb that mountain. It's just a different, it's a different scenario. Yeah. Maybe they are as strong as you if they went through exactly the same thing as you, but who goes through exactly the same thing that from birth to where you are Mm -hmm. is just different lives. So appreciate the fact that we're different and be inspired by other people. And you know, like sometimes I will never forget. I was in class wearing a wig and some, one of my students, my female students were talking about what a bad hair do they're having. And I looked at him and said, you think you're having a bad hair day? Like, And I looked at it and I pointed my hand. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You don't need, like, if you can't make light of situations, then life's going to suck, right? Now, I'm never having a bad hair day, like ever. And I'm very proud of that. But the thing is, is that people feel bad for saying things. No, talk about what you're going through. Because when you, your mess is your message, but your message is medicine for other people. To understand we feel so alone and isolated in this world because we're so afraid to talk about what we're going through mm-hmm. that we feel so damn alone. But when we share what we're going through, we realize that we're all on this journey together. We're all battling something and it doesn't matter what you're going through. I'm going to be there to support and love you unconditionally. Perfect. Let's leave it there. Yeah. Great talk. I love you. I love you too. Thank you for loving me unconditionally. And make sure you love yourself unconditionally. Find, you know, go through a grace period. Give you, Shorten your grace period just a little bit shorter. Give yourself 24 hours and then wake up and say, I'm going to take on this day. Find the silver lining. Sometimes you have to dig deep because there's always going to be silver lining. And surround yourself with people that are going to support and love you. Even if you don't feel like they are, they are. And they're loving you. And share this with someone who you believe will be empowered and inspired and will learn to stop comparing and be inspired by our message because it is medicine for other people. Love yourself. Love your reflection because you are enough. Challenge yourself, obstacles, opportunities. Let's go. Have a great day. Let's go. Let's go.